You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. Today we're talking to founder Ruth Elnikov. She's the founder of Joya. It's a company that brings together the power of the planet's most revered and ancient ingredients in blends that help you feel, think, and live your best. So we're talking adaptogens and more. She was a corporate lawyer turned founder, and she turned her own health issues that were exacerbated from her crazy corporate life into this company to help others who are struggling with the same. Yeah, and Joya is really solving a challenge that exists in the food as medicine world, helping to navigate how to use supplements like adaptogens and herbs in a way that works in your modern life. And we're speaking with her all about her founder's journey, how she transitioned and created a wellness business based on her own need, and some of the things that we can do to heal from burnout, adrenal fatigue, and more, which I know that a lot of us are experiencing right now. Yeah. This conversation was great because we talk about her transition into entrepreneurship, but then a lot of the health issues that I think a lot of women are facing right now and and some of the things we can start doing to heal them. Before we get into the conversation, I thought it could be fun to share some of the products and practices we've been doing lately. I feel like we haven't done that in a while. What have you been doing? So there's a few new things I've been using that I don't think I've shared before. So one, I don't know if anyone's seen photos of me on Instagram or elsewhere or seen me. Um, My hair is extremely long. It's probably the longest it's ever been. Um, Like when I have it in a ponytail up, it's like, still like a very long haircut. So I have been wanting to get a haircut, but I just have not gotten around to it because it's really annoying to get your haircut right now and sit in a mask and it's just not an ideal experience. So I've been trying out some different things to make my hair feel really smooth and thick. I'm loving this honey infused hair oil. It really, I've tried so many different hair oils and this one has been the best and makes a huge, huge difference on the way that my hair looks and how it feels. It's called Jizu and it's honey infused hair oil. It's, it's was created by this woman who, whose family ran a honey conservatory with bees and everything. And they use a lot of that honey in the hair oil. She's based out of Denmark or Amsterdam. She has incredible hair and I love it. It's been amazing. Do you still use the Manuka honey mask? I don't really use the Manuka honey masks anymore lately because I just haven't had a need for it. I find that like I use those masks when I have um, little breakouts or little kind of um, patchiness or something on my face, but I actually haven't had that lately. So I haven't Mm -hmm. used it. And then the other product I've been using is the speaking of skin, and maybe this is why my skin just hasn't had any issues lately, the Dr. Barbara Sturm cleanser and toner. I was really hesitant to get it because it's pretty pricey. Like it's quite an investment as far as face wash goes, but I really, really like it. And I always have like just little issues on my skin in terms of like blotchiness or teeny little pimples. And I haven't had any of that. And so that's the other product that I've been using and it has been really good. Mm, Yeah. Your skin looks really good. Thanks. I don't have any makeup on either. I think the one thing that I really like for my face is the uh, Cure products. 
They are really clean. They're very light because my skin is pretty sensitive too. So anything super heavy or oily doesn't really, it makes my face break out. So I really like those, their products. So I've been, I've been using their face wash and that's all I've tried so far. Yeah, their stuff is really good and it's really, really affordable. So um, yeah. I really like their stuff. I feel like they do the best at that price point. The other thing I've been doing, we've been talking about this a little bit, is um, just really being mindful of orienting toward joy and just doing little things that light me up. So like one of those things, like I love singing and I never really sing. And I think that when you're busy, like you just don't do stuff like that. So I've just been like putting music on, singing, having like a little bit of time in the day where I just do something silly like that, even if it's just for a few minutes. And it's just part of this orienting toward joy in small ways that's been helpful for me. Yeah, definitely. And I I think it makes you feel grateful for the little things when you can do things, when you can do that, because it makes such a difference. Even I've talked about this before, but starting the day by listening to music, even whether it's pump up music or just whatever you're in the mood for, it just completely gets me ready for the day. You know what else I'm going to do on the product side? I'm going to do another one of the Saqqara level two detox. I'm picking the date. I was looking at pictures of myself on my phone from, I think it was November, the end of November when I finished the last one, November, December. I don't remember the exact date. And I looked completely different Like to me. I really didn't do it for weight loss, but my whole body just kind of like feel, felt like it shed excess, like water weight and inflammation. And I was looking at a picture of myself from then and my face looked completely different. I tend to like, um, I tend to carry weight in my lower face and chin and neck. And after I had come off of this program, my whole face was so taut and slim because it got rid of all of the inflammation and like all of the extra junk in my system. I felt so amazing. So it was such an inspiration to do it again. And I cannot recommend it enough. And I'm not saying that because they're our partner, they are our partner and we partner with them. And if anyone wants to try it, you can use our code XOVERA and you get 20% off any first order from Sakara, it's great to use on one of these mail programs though, because they are an investment and it's a huge discount then when you're getting 20% off of that. So use code XOVERA and you get 20% off anything. I highly recommend doing the level two detox. It's five days. It's, you know, something where you are going to be intentional about it. And some parts of it are tough. You're eating broth for, for some of your meals, but I just had such amazing results and seeing my pictures from that time afterward was very inspiring. So I'm going to do it again. I also like how they, like the food looks actually really good and they give you a lot of food. I think that's for the level one detox. Yeah. So if you don't want to do like more challenging level two detox, which I mean, I think is amazing. You can just do the regular meal programs for a week. And those have great results right. too, especially if you're not used to doing a, a detox. Okay. So if you want to try any of the things that we've been talking about, including if you want to try any of the Sakara meal programs, we'll link everything in the show notes for the episode. And as always, if you guys have questions or curious about anything that we talk about or are using, you can send us a DM, reach out to us on Instagram at Vera life. And we will share our experience, what we know and love connecting on this stuff. All right. Well, let's get into the conversation with Ruth. Ruth, one of the pieces of your story that I find so interesting is how you went from corporate law to starting Joya in the holistic health space. So two very different avenues. Um, What was that process like for you? And how did you know that law was maybe no longer the the path for you? I truly didn't know. um, Initially, when I left my job as a corporate lawyer, I what I realized Kind of as I as I knew that I was ready to leave that specific environment, um, 
It's kind of what we call here in Toronto Bay Street. It's like the Toronto equivalent of Wall Street. Really, really intense hours, seven days a week. And I knew I couldn't do that anymore. Um, and I, I finally left my role before I really knew what I wanted to do next because it was such an intense job that I felt like I couldn't figure it out while I was there. I was just right. I was so devoted to the job and it was taking up so much of my time and just mental capacity that I didn't right truly have a clear enough head to figure out what I wanted to do next. So I left and figured I'd figure it out kind of once I left. And it's only really once I left and I was, you know, job searching a little bit more, still kind of in the general corporate, corporate slash law space. But I, I, it was once I left that I realized, you know what? No, like, yes, you know, this is what I studied. And yes, this is what I spent so many years getting good at. But I also feel like I spent, you know, so many of my kind of prime years doing something that really didn't make me tick at all. Like it, it didn't do anything for me. And I was kind of approaching 40 at that time. And I just wanted to spend the next, you know, 10, 20 years of my life doing something that I was truly passionate about. And I knew that that wasn't going to be something in the corporate space. So that was kind of like the first step in the thought process, but I still didn't know what I just, I just knew that it wasn't going to be back in that environment. And then I decided I'd heard about this program in holistic nutrition and it was a one-year program and not only have I always been into food and wellness generally, but it was also what I was so disconnected to all those years at the law firm. So I figured, you know what, one year program, it'll just give me one year to really just get in touch with my, you know, dig deep, get in touch with what I'm feeling and what I'm passionate about. And in the meantime, learn more about an area I'm really interested in. So that was the only reason I did the program. It was really just to take the time. And then it was kind of during the program and then getting sick during the program and using all these modalities that I was studying and all these ingredients we were learning about to heal myself that I kind of started to, to have that kind of series of eureka moments where I said, wait a minute, like I've always loved making people happy and bringing people joy through food, but that was kind of food generally up until that point, more like, you know, cooking and baking for people and things like that. But then having had that experience and such a personal experience, I was like, no, this is it. This is the area where I want to do it in because not enough people know about these incredibly magical ingredients and everything out there right now tastes like medicine. So I was like, I want to combine my culinary background and now everything I'm learning in school and create products that are just as delicious as they are effective. So people are actually excited about incorporating them in their day-to-day in -day routine. So that's how it kind of slowly happened. Can you talk a little bit about what your kind of own internal dialogue or internal process was like when you were figuring out this isn't, this corporate law stuff is not for me anymore and kind of making that decision on should you leave what you really wanted? And then even through deciding, you know, to, to go the route that you did, I think that it's something that for many can live like on the surface of, oh, maybe, but, but I think then really looking inward at what, what do you actually do? What are those thought, what do those thought processes look like? Can you talk about your internal kind of world at that time? I think when your situation is, kind of okay, but not so bad. It's sometimes harder to make really drastic changes. But I think my situation was so extreme at the time. Like it was just so bad that it wasn't even much of a, it was just like, I can't keep this up. <laughs> like, it's just not humanly possible to keep this up. It's been, you know, seven, eight years of never seeing friends, never seeing family, working around the clock, feeling run down, approaching 40, don't even have a significant other. And I don't have time to date. Like it was just, it was just so, you know, had I just had a job that I just didn't love and maybe it wasn't super challenged, but it was comfortable and the hours were good and the salary was okay. Probably would have been harder to like want to make a drastic change and start from scratch. But I think I kind of just felt like that was it. Like I had no choice. Like I had, I really had to, it wasn't a hard decision to, to want to leave. I think, yeah, I think it, it was, it was kind of a necessity at the stage I was at. Yeah. I think, I think that that kind of an experience is really a gift. Catherine and I have had 
similar kinds of experiences in, and we've talked about this a little bit where it's the thing you're doing just becomes so difficult that it pushes you into something else. And in that way, it really is a gift, but sometimes it can happen from your lowest rock bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can, you can, something will be working for you until it's not anymore. And then you just, there's nothing you can do. You just have to walk away. You mentioned after the, um, after leaving corporate law, becoming really sick, like with adrenal fatigue and, and um, burnout symptoms and um, hormonal imbalances, all of those things. And it's interesting also that it happened afterwards and not during. So can you talk about that experience a little bit and how you approach that through health and food? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of mind blown till today that my body lasted as long as it did. I think sometimes, right, when we're just going on adrenaline, the adrenaline manages to stave things off. And it was when I finally just stopped <laughs> that it all kind of caught up with me. But yeah, it um, a couple months after I left the law firm, it, it was and it was almost an immediate, like literally like an overnight thing. I remember waking up one day just kind of feeling completely out of it, almost like you would feel if you were like really hungover, just very like lethargic. And and then I started to notice kind of over the following days that suddenly like no matter what I ate, it wouldn't go down properly and I'd like be super bloated and I just couldn't like I was antsy and I couldn't sleep and then I was getting sick easily. And I was like, I, I literally had no energy. Like I was, I felt weak and shaky. Like I went from you know, doing HIIT workouts five days a week to like barely being able to move. And at first I thought maybe I was just sick, but then it just kind of got worse and worse. And I eventually realized what it was and yeah, kind of everything shut down. I mean, I don't know, you know, how many people listening are kind of familiar with um, kind of the concept of adrenal fatigue and and even worse, kind of what I had adrenal burnout, but you know, all the systems in the body are really interrelated and you're, all your hormonal systems, not only are they connected with each other, but, you know, her hormones are the messengers that control just about everything in your body. And so when your adrenal glands, right, which control the body's stress reaction, get so burned out that they're just not functioning anymore and not producing hormones properly, it's just like a waterfall effect that, you know, triggers through the whole body. And so, yeah, like I stopped, my cycle just like went non-existent. My digestive system like wasn't working, was getting sick a lot. And I was literally walking around like a zombie. Couldn't, I was kind of foggy, couldn't think straight. Um, and, and it was bad. Like my situation was bad. It took me about three years to completely come out of it. And that was with, you know, working with expert practitioners and doing everything possible. It's, it's a hard thing to reverse. Like true hormonal imbalances are, are not easy to reverse. Can you talk about what the first kind of signs are of adrenal fatigue and then that can then turn to adrenal burnout. If anyone's curious, like, do I have this? Yeah. It's hard to say there's, you know, there's a a whole list of possible symptoms and then every body and every person is different. So, you know, with one person, it could be fatigue with another person. It could be some of those things, you know, I just mentioned, you kind of just start to notice some things are off. You could be kind of, again, like foggy or kind of some cognitive symptoms. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a whole slew of possible and and everybody reacts differently. And that's why it's, there's no like easy marker or easy way to identify. But if you're just starting to feel off or, or, you know, you know, you have a super stressed life and things are starting to feel off. I mean, it's almost guaranteed that that's at least partially mm-hmm. tied to, right? Stress stress is truly, at the, again, for the reasons I kind of just noted with, with your hormones and your nervous system, like stress is truly at the root of so many um, conditions or even just symptoms that end up turning into kind of disease and conditions if, if you don't kind of take control early enough. Hi, everyone. I am quickly interrupting this conversation with Ruth to tell you that we have a discount code for any of the Joya products. So to get 15% off any of the Joya products, simply click on the link in the show notes and type in Vera Life 15, all in caps. 
That's V-I-R-R-A-L-I-F-E and the number 15. So their products are so great. They have tons of variety, high quality adaptogens, herbs, teas. So check it out. Let us know what you try and don't forget to use our discount code at checkout. All right, back to the episode. Symptoms that end up turning into kind of disease and conditions if, if you don't kind of take control early enough. Yeah. And I, yeah. I know it took three years to fully heal from that, from from those symptoms and the, the deeper issue. What would you say was, I know I'm sure there were a lot of different things and it depends on the person as well, but what do you, what would you say in terms of food that really worked for you in getting past that and feeling better and more energized? Yeah. I think food would have been more of like a supporting factor that was part of a bigger picture. I mean, again, I was, I was so ill and so kind of far down the rabbit hole already that food would have never cured me on its own. Like I was taking, um, you know, not only, you know, adaptogens and, and tonic herbs and quite concentrated amounts, but I mean, I was even actually taking, um, glandulars. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's um, pills and I, I believe they come in tincture form as well that are actual glandular extracts from animals. Like you're actually building your glands up again, your adrenal glands, your thyroid glands. That's kind of how bad I was. I was taking kind of that, those kind of supplements and a whole slew of other, you know, really powerful nutrients that can help heal the body. I was on quite a quite a serious protocol with a practitioner I was working with at the time. Um, so everything was part of it. And then just lifestyle, I mean, right. Like doing things that are truly powerful, like deep, deep breathing multiple times a day and meditation and things to just anything you could do to support the nervous system. Um, and, you know, ease the strain on both the nervous system and hormonal system. And, um, but it's not, you know, it's not a, there's no pharmaceutical drug that can turn something like that around overnight. Like it's, it's stuff that just like it happened over eight years, you know, the, the, the damage happened over eight years. It takes a while to heal. It's like, you can't gain 200 pounds and lose it health in a healthy way overnight. It's kind of the same thing when, when you cause damage over such a long time, it, it's no magic bullet to heal it. Yeah. And I think about that a lot with the holistic modalities or when you're working with adaptogens, for example, that it's you're playing the long game. And so I see sometimes people who just go directly to like the Western medicine, do the pill. But then even for me, when I've done that, like I've tended to have then worse side effects later versus like, Hey, I'm going to play the long game and like really get my hormones back in balance and really feel like my body is in equilibrium again. And I think just for me, what's been helpful is just that visualization as well of like, Hey, I'm not just like burnt out and exhausted, but like the levels of hormones that are being secreted into my body yeah. are not the, not right. So I need to really like get my body to understand how it it works or is meant to work again. It's a tough one, right? I mean, we live in a society of, we we become grown so accustomed to instant gratification and it's dangerous on so many levels, but when it comes to our health, there's, there's just no such thing. And like you're saying, you know, there's, there's absolutely a time and a place for certain pharmaceutical medications. Don't get me wrong, but that really comes into the picture when you're ill, right? When you're ill and you need, it's, it doesn't even play in, in the space of preventative health. And, you know, not only can herbs help heal you once you're ill, but we're really talking about preventative health here, right? We're talking about feeling great and not getting ill in the first place and keeping your body strong and keeping your body functioning in a balanced way. And, you know, the best analogy I can give is, is being fit and exercise, right? You can't exercise once a week and expect to get fit and strong. Like it just doesn't happen. And it's very much the same way with adaptogens. They are, and so kind of those similar ingredients, like they are super powerful and they have incredible potential, but they're not a magic bullet and they, they strengthen the body over time. And when you stop using them, <laughs> the benefits also, it's kind of, again, kind of like exercise. You, you, you can't exercise consistently, you know, for a month and then not exercise for 10 months and expect that benefit states. It's just, it's, it's a lifestyle, it's a practice, it's consistent use. But if you stick with it, I mean, I, I think I'm kind of a, a great example. My entire life, 
as far back as I can remember. Maybe I can't remember as a child, but my digestion has always been really weak and um, kind of, you know, constipation problems, just like never working functionally properly. And from the moment I got my period as a teenager, had always had the worst, most irregular. I mean, I'd go eight, nine months at a time without getting my period. Like it was always problematic. No endocrinologist could figure it out. They put me on the pill when I was super young just to regulate my period. And then eventually as I got older, I remember having trying to wean off the pill because I knew that if I ever wanted to get pregnant, you know, I had to get my body somehow functioning normally and never, 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 never always had problems. And finally now after kind of, and everything my body went through the last few years, finally now when I'm healed and using these ingredients consistently, I have never, and probably years away from menopause at this point, and I've never been more regular in my life, like to the day, like clockwork, my digestive system too. Like, it's just funny that for the first time in my life, and I'm probably more stressed now than I've ever been, to be honest, launching a new company in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, literally more stressed than I've ever been in my life right now, yet suddenly now everything is functioning more perfectly than it ever has. Like, it's- It's like you can handle it better. Mm -hmm. My body can handle it better. It really- can and but it it's consistency. I definitely want to get into more on your entrepreneurship journey and and building the company. Before we get into that, I, I'd love to ask about some of like the hero most popular adaptogens. I think that people listening will be curious about this too. We've talked about adaptogens. We've gotten a lot of questions about how to navigate adaptogens. For me, I have um, been integrating reishi and ashwagandha and some other kind of lesser, some others to a lesser extent. But can you talk a little bit about, you know, if someone's just starting to become knowledgeable on these, can you talk a little bit about like what these hero or like most well-known kind of few um, to start are, what they do, what would you for anyone potentially recommend starting to integrate or explore? Yeah. It's funny that you said those two, because they are two of my favorites, hands (laughs) down. Um, They're also two that we hear a lot about because there's just a lot of research on them already. Um, The adaptogen space and what we know about them, it's interesting, right? These are all herbs and functional mushrooms that have been used for millennia. They are not new. Um, And the term adaptogen is relatively new. All these herbs kind of were discovered for for having these similar properties um, starting around 80 years ago and have been studied consistently since. And so the ones that are super popular just either tend to be the ones that, you know, we've had a chance to study the most and know the most about, or that in addition to their kind of three main properties as an adaptogen, just also happen to have so many other awesome benefits to them that they're just such like multi-benefit, you know, amazing herbs. So I think ashwagandha is a great example. Um, so it's a calming adaptogen. There's most, I'd say most adaptogens are probably more calming, but some are actually stimulating. So reishi and ashwagandha are both calming adaptogens, which is really nice because you tend to, if you really need a chapter, like if you're really stressed out, chances you could use calming and not stimulating, but so really calming. Um, and it has kind of, again, all the three benefits of an adaptogen that we can chat about. But then in addition to that, it's been shown to have like cognitive support and uh, I mean, a slew of other, you know, immune support beyond just its its benefits as an adaptogen and energizing it. it there's science around it for um, strength and endurance and kind of like as a workout on a supplement, like there's so many cool benefits to it. And it's so well studied. And it's one of the most revered herbs in Ayurveda, which even outside of kind of modern science, there's so much history there in traditional science. So it's just such a revered herb because it's it's really like it brings so much to the table. One one thing I'll add on on ashwagandha before we move on is that that's the one where I feel an immediate result. So I know we talked before that you know, it's a long game, but that's the one where like, if I'm having a stressful day and like I have ashwagandha and like a drink or something, I actually feel an immediate difference. So here's, here's the nuance. There's, 
the benefits of the herb as an adaptogen, so balancing hormones, right? Balancing the nervous system. That's what takes weeks, you know, if not months of use to, but all these herbs have other benefits, right? Reishi's kind of calming effect, why so many people like using it at night or ashwagandha's calming effect. That's kind of separate from its benefits as an adaptogen. So those benefits you will feel right away, mm. right? Like, and those are again, two really good examples because we have a lot of customers that they'll buy, you know, our cacao blend has reishi. And again, while it takes time to get, you know, to really start supporting your immune system and your hormone system, customers that, you know, the first, second time they use it, they're like, wow, we got, you know, better night of sleep and helped us unwind at night. And so, yeah, that, that's the neat thing is that almost all herbs have multiple benefits and some, some you feel immediately and some can take a while to kind of kick in. Yeah. What about lion's mane? I, I was taking that for a little bit, but it's, or, or I guess other adaptogens that are more for like your brain and cognitive, maybe stimulants. Yeah, ashwagandha does does provide quite quite extensive cognitive support. Um, lion's mane is amazing. It's not an adaptogen, um, and it's it's an interesting space. I think we've we've gotten to the point where a lot of brands and people kind of just throw that term really loosely at great herb. Like, there's a lot of really beneficial both herbs and mushrooms. Um, and the interesting thing is again, kind of what we said about the science earlier. There's herbs that. Right. haven't been proven to be adaptogens yet, but they may, they may eventually. So we just, we don't know yet because there's not enough science testing like the four prongs of the test of being an adaptogen. Um, lion's mane, again, yeah, revered for its benefits with the nervous system um, and kind of how that ties into cognitive function, super high in antioxidants, all the functional mushrooms, really great right. for the immune system. But it's not an adaptogen per se. But it's great. I mean, I use it every single morning. Like I love, 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 love lion's mane. What are those four pillars of making something an adaptogen? So the test, uh, the the first pillar of the test is that it has to be an herb that you can use kind of in its specified quantities daily, normally with no toxic side effects. So basically safe to use. And then it kind of have the, the rest of the test really boils down to having to have all the, the benefits of an adaptogen. So it has to work to provide um, balance to the nervous system, balance to the hormonal system, has to help kind of both support and balance the immune system, and then help kind of really balance overall metabolic function. And I know I <laughs> kind of use the word balance a lot there, but that's they really all are tied to each other, right? Again, the nervous system, right? Our nerves and our hormones. So the nervous system and hormone system, their nerves and hormones are both the body's messengers, essentially, right? Like they, they control everything. So when they're balanced, when they're functioning well and balanced, the body is functioning well and balanced. And so that's why adaptogens really end up helping with metabolic balance um, and metabolic functioning overall. And the stress piece is at the root of all that, because as we kind of spoke about earlier, when your hormone system and your adrenal system is burnt out or, or even overworking, the it's like a, it's a bell curve with our stress response. In the early days of being kind of stressed too much, our adrenal glands go into overdrive. So they start producing kind of more cortisol than the body needs. That goes on for a while, and then eventually they just burn out. Like they can't work on overdrive for so long. It's kind of like if you leave something plugged into the socket for too long, it just shuts off or it burns out. Same thing. So they pump cortisol, pump cortisol, and then eventually they just burn out and they stop producing cortisol at all. And that's kind of where I was at when I got sick. So that's exactly why when you get get these ingredients that really help balance that stress response in the body, it prevents everything else from shutting down because it allows, again, the whole hormone system in our body to continue functioning properly. Um, so moving on, I want to, I definitely want to touch on the entrepreneurial piece a bit more as well. So being an entrepreneur, especially from such a different career path as well, from, you know, corporate law to entrepreneur, what are some of the biggest challenges and maybe even surprises that you faced in that transition and what did, what are some of the biggest learnings that you had? It's interesting. You know, I, I felt confident doing this because I felt like 
the kind of general business skills, if you want to call it, um, you know, my, my analytical skills and my problem solving skills. And I guess my kind of even business contractual skills, like all these skills that I developed as a lawyer and kind of my earlier career as a, as a marketer, I felt like those were all obviously completely transferable to launching a business. And so I felt prepared. I, I knew there was a lot I didn't know, but I felt like I had enough skills to get the business going and to know what I know and what I don't know and to ask for help, you know, where I need it. And, and so the biggest learning piece has been, you know, even though I, I came to the table with all that, and then obviously the wellness knowledge and kind of knowledge of the space we're in, this is my, not only my first business, you know, it's my first e-commerce business, my first play, you know, in CPG in general. So the, those were my gaps, right? Like I, you know, I don't have expertise in kind of building a brand. I don't have expertise in e-commerce, which is the place we're playing in right now. So there's been, you know, ton of learning every day. And part of it's surrounding myself with, you know, great mentors and advisors and networking with, you know, other brands and in similar places and webinars and everything you can think of. I mean, I'm constantly learning. Um, and I've, you know, I've, far cry from, from when I launched, but I'm still not an expert in many of these areas. And it's really just, you know, as the business grows, building out the team so that, you know, I can really focus on what I'm good at and, you know, eventually building out the team with people who bring decades of experience and expertise, you know, in the areas where I have gaps. If someone listening right now is thinking about, you know, I want to start my own business. I want to launch a product aligned with something I'm more passionate about. And, similarly to what you're sharing, maybe doesn't have all the subject matter expertise. Um, what would be your number one piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to go and start something of their own? Talk to lots of people first, pick people's brain, like talk to as many entrepreneurs as you can, who are, you know, just a couple of years in and really pick their brain about the experience and what they went through. Um, I love it. I mean, I love what I'm doing and I, I love this journey, but I think the term entrepreneurship or the kind of the concept of being an entrepreneur sounds really sexy. Um, and, and again, and it's an amazing journey if, if it's right for you, but it's hard, like it's really hard. And I think um, if you dive into it without at least first, understanding what's going to be involved and understanding how challenging it's going to be, you just, you won't be well equipped, you know, well prepared. So I think, yeah, getting, you know, listening to just their stories, just listening to stories from people who've done it just so that you're more aware. So you don't go into it, you know, with blinders on, but you're more aware of what to expect and how to prepare. It also allows you to prepare earlier, better, right? Like if you don't know what you're getting into, then you launch the business and then suddenly everything starts to come up and it's, you know, like you're already going and you're already spending money. Like having those conversations early really allows you to prepare and do a lot of the dirty work and a lot of the you know, preparation and learning before you launch and and launch on a stronger foot. So due diligence. Was there any big aha or like big moment for you where where you learned something that was really pivotal in that process? Um, for me, no, I mean, I think for me, it's more what we've been learning, you know, since we launched. Like I I think it's easy, especially with a product like ours, where right we didn't build a new technology that didn't exist before or innovate. You know, we're we're doing something very different at Joya, but the space exists, right? Similar, somewhat similar products exist, and so when we launch the business, you know, you you launch it knowing it's possible. Like you see, right? You see other people doing it. You see other people doing it successfully. So I think a lot of the big learnings for us have been around. Um, you know, just how noisy it is out there and just how difficult it is to really get your message across, especially in the early days when you still have, you know, very little brand awareness and 
and that it's not an overnight thing, right? That it, it really, and especially when you have a product like ours that, you know, it's not just a healthy snack, but it's a pr- product that there's a lot of education around it and people, you know, to spend that kind of money really need to understand why they're spending that money and what it can do for them. So it's not kind of as quick and immediate a sell as, you know, just like a healthy snack food. Um, and I think those are all things again, because I know the product so well and I know how helpful it was. And in my mind, like everybody needs this, you know, I, I think there was a little bit of that, maybe even naivety around, you know, how long the process of, you know, just educating the market and having people discover us and all that was going to take. And, and it was interesting timing, right. With the pandemic. I mean, we launched I guess just before the pandemic started. And so we had a couple of months there where we were able to do, live, you know, live events and have people sample and taste the product and talk to them. And and it's such a big thing when it comes to products like ours, because, you know, again, they're, they're high quality, they're not cheap. And if someone has to spend that kind of money without tasting the product first, right? That's a, it's a bigger ask. It's not like asking someone to buy a bag of chips and, you know, worst case, they don't like it, they don't buy it again. So it's, you know, all these challenges that, and I mean, who would have known the pandemic was coming, but, you know, all these challenges layer on and and really that education piece in our yeah. space is a massive one. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of personal challenges as well that come up with entrepreneurship and even has come up for me, just you're tested in ways that you've never been before and put in situations that are so outside of your comfort zone that you've never been in before. So I think that that's a big part of it too, is just that personal transformation. Have you experienced that as well? Yeah. And I mean, you can both probably speak to this as as well. Like I, I think for me, when I left my career as a lawyer, I thought it could never get worse. And I don't mean worse in terms of bad. I just, in terms of the hours and the stress, like I thought that was it. And that whatever I did after that had to be easier. And uh, it's, it's funny that, you know, it was one of the reasons I left that world was because of that. And here I am again. Um, The only difference now, obviously, being that, you know, I'm not a little cog in a big wheel that it's, you know, it's my own baby. And it's something I'm way more passionate about. But interestingly, that's also what makes it, I think, even more stressful, because, you know, before, again, it's it's not my business, you can kind of check out, like, now, not only are the hours crazy and all that, but everything rides on me, right? There's people relying on me. There's a whole business relying. And so there's that added level of stress because it's kind of your baby. Um, and that's that's been an interesting, you know, it's the first time I'm truly experiencing that. And it's a, it's a, a big icing on the cake. Like it's, it's really, that that for me is probably the the hardest piece that there's no, until you do it, there's no way to know you know, what it's going to feel like and how you're going to react to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your products, how you decided on these formulations, these combinations? Can you share a little bit more about that? Yes, definitely. So our core line of products are our elixir blends, and they are blends of various herbs, functional mushrooms, and spices that are really versatile, actually. So you can use them to make a latte for sure. And that's probably the most popular way to use them. But I intentionally formulated them kind of without sweeteners and without processed milk powders, because I wanted people to really be able to add them to anything. Um, Not everybody drinks lattes, right? So if you, you know, want to add them to your smoothie or add them to your oatmeal or chia pudding or baked goods or whatever, you can because they're kind of really balanced and don't have all those additives in them. Um, And one of the, I think, one of the things that guided me with, with my approach to formulating these products was exactly what I experienced when I was sick and kind of looking for products in the market. And so I knew that um, the piece that, consumers don't have is kind of the education or the knowledge around, you know, what herbs combine most effectively together, right? Because you can have two great herbs and each in it, in itself has great benefits, but there's herbs that when you combine, combine them, they almost amplify each other's benefits and they have this like synergistic 
kind of combined benefit. And so I knew that I really wanted to bring to the table my knowledge about combining herbs and create formulas that really allowed people to benefit from the synergy of, of the formula and to create products again, that each one, they all offer some kind of general, they're all adaptogenic, which means they all support stress and immunity, but I wanted each blend to offer some specific benefits as well. So that consumers looking for different benefits, you know, would have something. So we've got one blend, our matcha blend that it's kind of special benefits are specifically around cognitive function, focus, energy, and then the cacao blend, which is kind of more specifically around like true calming and relaxation and mood support. And then the turmeric blend, which is really kind of like a robust wellness blend because it's that kind of inside out wellness deals with inflammation, deals with um, oxidation in the body, um, also provides really great digestive support. So they're all adaptogenic, but then they each have kind of some unique uh, benefits as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of also what, what makes our pr products unique in the sense that they're not just kind of beverage blends with a couple mushrooms kind of just added to them for no for no apparent reason. And it's fine. Like it's, it's, there's no harm in even going out and buying. I mean, if you know how to source good quality herbs, just going out and buying some adaptogens or mushrooms, you know, and adding them to your, you know, coffee or, or latte or drink. But I knew that I wanted to combine herbs in a very specific way and, and be able to offer consumers specific benefits to help with whatever they were dealing with. What are you seeing most people coming to you for right now in nutrition? We're definitely seeing it. You can even see it kind of in our customer reviews or the, the comments and feedback we get from customers. Like I'd say 90% of the comments revolve around, you know, stress or anxiety or, you know, and, and like how the products have just helped them deal with that, you know, deal with their anxiety or calm down or, or the flip side of that, you know, I think part of being stressed and anxious is feeling at the end of the day, run down. And we also get um, a lot of feedback around, you know, our products really helping people think mm -hmm. clearly, um, you know, and wake up and not be tired when you wake up. So feeling kind of more energy, energized and less lethargic and just being able to focus. I think it's been a big one too, because of the pandemic, we, um, it's been so long of kind of for a lot of people just being stuck in a space, like being stuck at home and, and you kind of, every time you look up, like all you see and feel is stress. Cause it's like, you just see like the family obligations and the home obligations. And, and that can really take a toll after a while where you just, you don't feel like you can focus properly and work properly anymore because it's just hard to, to be in that space. And so, um, yeah, I think we're hearing a lot about that where people can just, they really need help focusing and like yeah. up here. So we, you know, this podcast is called This Life Explains It All because we believe our life experiences are our greatest teacher and they guide us. And so we always close out our episode asking our guest, what life experience has been your greatest teacher? I think if I, if I had to choose one, I really think it's just, you know, not to take advantage of your health when you have it, because when you don't have it, it's, it's not easy and, and it's easy, it's easy to lose. It's really easy to just so get, get caught up in life and our go, go, go routines. And um, I think we all think we're, we're more resilient than we are and underestimate the, the impact that even you know, just being stressed regularly can have on our wellness. And so just cherishing that and really, you know, you have to go overboard, but just doing, doing everything you can to incorporate some balance, if you want it, call it that into your, into your life. Cause if it's too late, it's too late. So I heard a quote recently. I think it's like an old phrase. Maybe you've heard it's that says, you know, the average man has many problems, man or woman, but the man who does not have their health only has one. And I think that it really puts things in perspective um, because if you don't have your health, you really have nothing. It's so true. And, and I think, you know, I, 
we, I think a lot of us, again, get so caught up in, you know, working these crazy hours and everything because we have these lofty career goals or lofty financial goals. And, and again, it's, it's all great, but you can right, have all the money in the world. But then if you're sick, you know, you're not able to use it and you're not able to enjoy that life. So it's really, yeah, your health is, is really the number one and everything will come from that too, right? The better you feel, the more energetic you are, the more clearly you can think and act and be the more successful you will be in, in life. And the more you will, the more you will enjoy Mm -hmm. life. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And bring it to others as well. Yeah. All right. Well, if people want to find more about Joya, about um, your brand and, and your products, where is the best place for them to go? What should they know? Yeah. The best place for them to go is either our website, which is joya.ca. It's not com, C-A. And um, Instagram is where we're most active and our handle is the Joya Life. Great. All right. Well, we'll link those in the show notes. Thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. So great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Ruth. If you've been enjoying the podcast, whether you're new or you've been here for a while, we would so appreciate if you would write us a review and leave us a rating. It helps us to bring on great guests. It helps us to grow and for more people to be able to see this podcast. And just a reminder that if you would like to try any of the Joya products, we have a discount code. So to get 15% off any of the Joya products, simply click on the link in the show notes and type in Vera Life 15 at checkout. That's in all caps. And it is V-I-R-R-A-L-I-F-E and the number 15. Their products are so great. They have tons of high-quality adaptogens, herbs, chocolates, teas, and so much more. So check them out. Don't forget to let us know what you try, how it worked for you, and use our discount code. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. And hit subscribe so you never miss a show.